How are you doing? I've been asking this question in our shows since I think that's something that changes dramatically over each academic year. How are you now? Summer session one is underway. And on June 21st, we'll be at the summer solstice, the longest period of daylight for the year. That's a far cry from the slender light that was just returning in January when we began. We've come from late, lean winter to the green heart of summer. And we've completed several instructional cycles, spring one and two, and Maymester, and now into summer one. So I wonder how these three seasons, academic and meteorological, have been for you. Welcome back to our ongoing exploration of the ecosystem of our teaching community at Midlands Technical College here in Columbia, South Carolina. I'm Claire Hull, your host. What do you teach? How do you teach it? How could we learn from each other? This is our instructional ecology. This is the last episode of our first season. We spent our first season having sustained conversations with instructors across the college, listening to their individual stories and methods and goals. What have we heard? My goal at the beginning was to uncover the instructional life of the college, and here I'll quote myself from the first episode, pick up those strands of the webs that should be connecting us. I wanted to tend to the ecology of our college that binds us in our shared mission of teaching the community. I wanted to discover or uncover or nurture an instructional ecology. I began this podcast with so much curiosity and I've asked so many questions. And you know, I still have so many. I began with the determination to observe to see and listen to what's happening in our classrooms. And I included the seasonal element since an academic year has the many subtleties that our seasonal changes do. I included a seasonal element to the narrative because like many people, observing the seasons and their changes became a daily habit of sanity during the 2020 lockdown. We were all at home and the streets were quiet. So taking at least one daily walk was essential for physical health and mental relief for many of us. Each day, I saw the minute changes in the light as the planet continued to tilt, the birds migrated back into our area, and the plants revived in the spring. So I brought those observations to our time together. When we pay attention to the seasons of the natural world or of our professional lives, we're better able to ask, What is actually happening? What is needed? What should happen next? And that's how I approach listening to our teaching community. In what season of their career is each guest? What are they doing? How are they thinking about things? What can our community learn from this person at this moment in their life and career? All our guests are deeply committed to excellent teaching. So what is excellent instruction? I think it's worth articulating what our podcast community tells us. Here's what I've heard. From Errol, we find that we always bring ourselves, our identities, to the classroom. We learn which aspects of our biography and experience to draw upon to create the meaningful interactions that lead to learning and strong connections with students. From Leah, we hear that learning is always in context. What's taught in the classroom stays best with the learner when it's connected to their lives outside of the classroom, even if the connection seems small. 
From Greg, we see that we continually evaluate our methods and adapt. We optimize content and method and use new tools as they become available to us. From Drew, we see that we are always connected in our classrooms. We're attentive and observant to needs, the students and our own, as they change over time or from class to class. From Robert, we learn that our mutual humanity is never absent. Even as we teach and learn professionalism, we should never fail to respect our students' limits and our own. From Carrie, we see that we can become more ourselves over a career of teaching, that there are many surprises in a teaching career, and that creativity in the classroom is refreshing to our students and our own practice. From Janie, we see the importance of the perspective that appreciates how porous our metaphorical classroom walls are. Our classes and the community have the thinnest dividing line. From Andrea, we see that connection between ideas and people is always possible. There's always meaning to be found if we make the effort to pay attention and read closely and with informed critical thinking. And from Christine, we see that care creates possibility. When a course is designed with thoughtfulness and care and a classroom community is created and maintained with care, students can make the most of opportunity to learn. I've broken it down by person, choosing a main lesson from each, but this clarity can be reductive because all of these instructors touched on many, if not most, of these tenets in varying degrees. Excellent teaching is complex, dynamic. It's personal and professional. It's structured and responsive. It's specific and it's contextual. I think a lot about the term excellent teaching since I'm situated at the Center for Teaching Excellence, but you know, excellence as a word can quickly lose meaning with repetition. Recently, I was talking to an MTC professor about supporting our students who may be unready for aspects of a college education. And we ended up asking, can we call brilliant, dynamic, prepared instruction excellent if some of our students are unable to make use of it? That's a poser. In an open enrollment college, it's an important issue. So again, we ask, who are we teaching and what do they need? We keep asking and the students keep telling us. We have to find ways to support each other in that work. Support each other. That implies the network of fellow teachers in the community of instruction. As I listened, I heard that people feel very connected to their students and often feel connected to the communities they're serving and preparing students to enter. What I observed was a gap in the connection between faculty. I often heard a plaintive note when we talked about connections inside of the college. Most talked about connections they've made in their department or schools, but almost all were hopeful of better connection between themselves, their own schools, and other schools entirely. I'm thinking here about Greg Colley looking forward to better connection with the trade professors so that he can create learning examples tailored to those trades, applied math for people working in HVAC or automotive professions. Or Andrea West saying how much she'd like to know what kind of writing other departments require so she can help her students with those goals in her classes that are dedicated to writing. Or voices like Leah Norris or Christine Woodkowski saying how much their lives are improved when they get that sense of a faculty and staff community here at MTC. Our work is so much a part of our lives. 
It makes our lives harder when we feel isolated or powerless in our own community. And further, the pandemic has taken so much from us in terms of daily connection. And many of us want to repair and improve those interactions that we took for granted in the before times. And I say these things with awareness of the individuality of the needs and interests our faculty have. What's satisfying for some of us is suffocation for others. What's sufficient for some is starvation for others. So in our ecosystem, how can we create opportunities for connection that allow community members to select the degree of contact they desire? So that's something we'll continue to think about and work toward. The CTE is planning new offerings for the coming fall with these goals of connection in mind. And as always, I'd love to hear from faculty how you would like to connect in community, how we can make that possible for you. For this last episode, I thought I'd spend some time with my colleagues at the CTE, since we're the ones who have drawn together these threads and these voices, and we exist to support the teaching community. If this is a podcast about the instructional ecosystem, then a group devoted to excellent instruction should be included, I think. I talked with my colleagues about how they see our teaching community and how they would like the CTE to fit into that ecosystem. A little background. The Center for Teaching Excellence went from one member to four in 2020. The four of us are like the faculty at MTC. We have diverse backgrounds, kinds of experience, and time at the college. I had hoped to get their voices on tape, so to speak, but with four of us, we'd end up with quite a long episode indeed, even if we use only the shortest bits of an interview. So I'll just share with you what I hear when I talk with my colleagues. All of us offer workshops and offer faculty consultations, but we also have major projects that we focus on. Here's a snapshot of who we are and what we're up to this summer. Alice Davis, instructional designer, is our MTC veteran. She taught at our English department for 24 years before moving to the CTE and fully into faculty development, which has become her passion in this most recent stage of her career. She's currently the coordinator of the College CUL program and runs the new faculty learning communities. She has many other duties besides. When we talked about where she is right now, we talked about how she's found moving from directly teaching students to helping students by directly supporting faculty. She says that the sense of purpose she once got from classroom interactions, she now gets from contact with new faculty in the NFLC and all faculty she consults with as they explore possibilities. She has become most curious about learning technology and has been digging into OERs and online learning tools that are new to her. Bonnie Alger, instructional designer, is our newest member, joining us last summer in 2021. Bonnie has been in higher ed for decades, but came up through educational technology instead of academia. She thinks of herself as an accidental educator, having begun with LMS administration and online education, where she then branched out into professional development and faculty training. She's an expert in online learning course quality. She's been teaching faculty since 2013 and students since 2017 and specializes in informational technology. She's been working with faculty on a variety of topics, especially improving effectiveness and efficiency in our online offerings. Her current focus at the CTE includes developing our center's new website and preparing the first OER FLC that will begin in the fall, among her many other projects. 
She's always curious about what cool new ideas and methods faculty are trying in their classrooms that are working. And she always wants to know what's not working in order to think together about what change could make it work. I'm the last of the instructional designers and I came to the MTC CTE at the beginning of 2020. I was an academic first with a decade in the classroom teaching college writing and literature classes, including some time adjuncting here at MTC. I moved into instructional design and multimedia work like audio and video embedded in interactional online learning and cultural documentary. Here at the college, I work on media for the CTE like this podcast and we'll be beginning some new initiatives in the fall to further community connection and classroom best practices. You know that I'm so curious about all teaching on our campus. Can I come visit your classroom? Can I ask you questions about your ways and means? The more I know and understand, the better I can help build what our community needs. And there's our director of the CTE, Mary Helen Hendricks. She's been with the college since 2015 Formerly leading distance learning, she became director of the CTE in 2020 at Cindy Rogers' retirement. Her background is originally in electrical engineering. It was through training the systems she designed that she discovered learning theory in education and gradually made the switch into our field with graduate study of educational technology and instructional design. Her role faces both the faculty and the administration, and she trains and advises both groups. When she thinks about our ecology at the college, she thinks a lot about what's mutually beneficial and also what's not beneficial, and she seeks to address those strengths and challenges. She sees the CTE as a bridge between administration and faculty, and she sees us as a fluid waypoint that faculty can come and go through, seeking what they need and taking away solutions and support as would help them. Her vision for our teaching community is stronger connection along the new pathways and better interconnection of faculty. Something she's curious about are what are the barriers to our learning and growing as instructors? She feels that if we can identify barriers, we can address them and improve instruction across our diverse college. When I talked to my colleagues about how they fit into the instructional ecosystem here, I heard and felt myself some worry and wistfulness. None of the instructional designers see ourselves as fixers. We don't want to be a punishment or a remediation for faculty. We want to be catalysts, allies, support, revelators, guides, fresh horses when you're flagging, partners. Maybe this podcast series will impel you to get to know us a little more and you'll contact us. And keep an eye out for the CTE's new website that will be launching by fall so you can have better access to us and excellent resources for your work. I'd like to thank the professors who graciously gave us their time and energy to record these interviews this season and provide some of the supporting content on the web pages. That's Errol Alger in Art, Leon Norris in Economics, Greg Colley in Math, Drew Casper in Psychology, Carrie Beatty in Math, Robert Markey in Healthcare, Andrea West in English, and Christine Witkowski in Sociology. I had a grand time talking with them and have been so happy to be connected. I'm really looking forward to talking with more faculty in a sustained way, and we don't even have to record it. But we do want to plan for our second season. 
Let's see what we can do together. You've heard that from all of us. I don't want failure of imagination to prevent us working with you. If you have a teaching challenge, come talk to us. If you have teaching aspirations, like a special project or goal, come talk to us. If you're bored with your teaching, come in. If you're excited about something in the classroom, please share it with us. Let's talk it through together. We're looking forward to season two in the fall of 2022. We hope to tell some stories from the MTC instructional community, stories of work and connections that have been happening. We want new voices and multiple voices. If you have a story about your connections and our ecosystem, and there are others who can help you tell it who are part of things, reach out to me. We're looking for stories of connection between faculty and other faculty, with staff, administrators, and especially with students. We'd like to bring all the voices of a story on board an episode. Reach out to me and tell me a bit about what's been going on. We here at the CTE hope you have a good summer, whether that involves teaching or travel or whatever this season is giving you. Join us next season in a new academic year in fall for a fresh look at our ecosystem and further into the web of our instructional community.